Told Podcast. I'm your host, and today we have a lovely one for you. This is episode number 37, The Four Agreements with Kiera. How you doing today? I'm so amazing, Britt. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. I'm How grateful. the heck are you? <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long, so I'm so excited to see you today. I am so excited to see you and as thank well. I know we kept canceling on each other, but what? That's life, right? That is life. That is life. And that's all a part of it. So Right. right. So it's all about being flexible. So I appreciate you today. Of course. Of course. So today we're going to talk, before we get into the four agreements, um, I'm actually talking about this book, guys. It's the four agreements by Don Miguel. And it's a really good book. Um, it's very exciting. And me and Kiara will definitely go into that. But I definitely want you guys to know more about her. Um, let us know what you're doing, what you want to share, and all of that good stuff. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I am actually um, expanding myself at the moment. And what that means is I have actually left the 9 to 5 corporate life. Um, I left last year. Thank you. <laughs> Very excited about it. <laughs> And um, I am going full swing towards mental health and really um, giving my all to it. I've been coaching for a while, kind of life coaching, business coaching, and I wanted to take it to the next step, which looks like actual counseling. So I am back in school. I am living the college life again, <laughs> many, many, we won't say how many years later, uh, but I'm waitressing and like the whole thing. It's so cute. I but, like uh, you know, just to supplement and like have some fun and meet some right. people because I also moved as well. And I am now living in New York. I am a Californian at heart, but I am now in New York to fulfill exactly what I'm aiming for uh, to be a counselor. So back in school, I'm getting my master's, working toward becoming a licensed mental health counselor to oh add to my coaching repertoire. And um, yeah, just living the life, really. Oh, I love it. I love it. You are doing what Sean said, the thing. <laughs> doing the thing. Doing the thing. Yeah, so I just love it. I love, I love you guys. I love the connections I have. Um, when I met you, you were coming out, but I stayed, I watched you. I said, Oh, I'm gonna follow Kiara. Like, because <laughs> I you, I loved your vibes, and you know, you know when it's time to keep going. I love that. I love that about you. What made you get into like personal development? Oh, originally, like first thing off the bat, um, actually, I was in attendance at the concert in Las Vegas where the shooting was. So mm -hmm. I was in the crowd um, and it was a very intense night, but far off, you know, a few years out now, I can look back at it and realize that that was the night that like, the world, the universe, whatever you, what you, whatever you believe, that was that like, hey, Kira, wake the heck up, you know? Um, so I started my own uh, therapeutic journey and trying to understand like what's going on with, with that night first and foremost. And then it, it expanded into so much more. So it really was that night that just kind of like kicked everything off for me. And I am actually so grateful for that night. I'm grateful that I'm alive, but I'm also really grateful that it was that turning point for me. I love that. I love how you turned a trauma that was so devastating. And I'm just grateful that you're okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and made it something that people can learn from. Because um, sometimes people can't always do that. We sometimes get stuck in our trauma and don't know how to turn it around. And so I'm just, and, and, the, and meeting you guys, it, I was coming right in from the trauma. So I was like, mm -hmm. I got to figure my way out of this mess because who wants to stay in a funk all the time? Right. <laughs> right. Look at you now. Just got your own podcast doing the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get like you, so I'm just excited. That's very sweet. <laughs> Step out there, like even doing like you left your nine to five. Like, how did you get to that transition? Tell us a little bit about that. Woo, you want the real story? I want the real story. This is truth be told. Okay, truth be told. Um, well, in my in my therapeutic journey, I was uh blessed with the opportunity to sit with therapy and dice, psychedelic mushrooms. And those, those sessions were so eye-opening and enlightening into what really is holding me back, what really has helped me down over the years, what, um, what moves I need to make in order to free myself and free my energy and things of that nature. And um, it wasn't so much those sessions that did it, but it was the work that came afterwards. And actually integrating those messages and following my intuition, following these, these words and these, and these um, instructions that I was getting. And it might seem kind of weird or hippie, but it, it, it really did lead me to where I am right now. And I haven't been happier. I've never been more excited about where I'm headed. I'm, I'm really happy with the fact that I did leave the nine to five because that was a big deal for me. And that was one of the messages that I was like, I don't know. I don't know. That seems like a lot. I have a really nice paycheck. Are you sure this is what you want me to do? <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm so, so happy that that was where it led me. And I'm so excited for the things I get to learn going forward. That's just amazing. You know, sometimes it's so hard to step out on faith because we never know what's ahead of us. Like the unknown is so scary. And, and what we are scared of is failing, you know, but that's a part of life. You have to fail, bro. I'm learning that. I'm actually, sometimes I look forward to failing because I'm like, oh, what's coming up? Something big is coming up. I get to learn something. <laughs> right. I get to learn something. And so I'm, I'm learning that. And I was telling Rose, um, Rose Stein, I was, she was in my last interview and we talked about the alter ego. And so I was telling her, I was like, Kiara's coming on next. She was like, oh, wow. Like you got Kiara. She was like, Brittany, you got everybody in your back pocket. I was like, oh, I just been following Kiara. Like I already knew Kiara was already into the personal development. She's doing her own things. She's, you know, she's definitely an entrepreneur at heart. And, and, and doing it. And so I, I knew for this podcast, I needed you to just come on here and just let people know it's real. And that's what we, me and Rose was talking about. Because when we first got in the book club, I was telling her, I was like, you know, think positive, do affirmations, do this. And we we're like, shit ain't real life. <laughs> you know what, though? That kind of stuff works, though. Like, as long as you keep doing it, it works. The work. That's what made, that was what I was trying to get to. What you just said is because people think, Oh, you just say this and you do this and it happens. No, like the work and everybody's work is different because we all are uniquely made into God's image, universe, whatever you believe in. It's something higher than us. Duh. <laughs> I love that. Duh. <laughs> but I wanted to do a follow up after the alter ego because the four agreements kind of 
made me think of that because of what we were talking about. Like when you wanted to be a little girl, what did you want to be, Kier, when you were a little girl? Oh my goodness. I don't even remember if I had like a true trajectory and everything would always change on right. a regular. Like I was like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. Like, and, but it was always something that emulated um, from somebody that I looked up to for like a small portion of time. I wanted to be a lawyer because my aunt was a lawyer and I thought she was like the coolest lady in the world. Um, and uh, there was a time that I wanted to be a gymnast because one of my good friends was a gymnast, but she was like tiny. I'm six foot. Like you still look good. What you mean? So so wonderfully petite. I am not petite, and that's okay because I'm I'm so many other things. But um, but yeah, when I was young, it would just constantly change. But it was always reflective of who I was looking up to at the time. What about you? What did you want to be when you? you too that's what i told rose like i because i got a lot of mouth i still got a lot of mouth i'm just <laughs> roll it i'm i'm learning that not to take things personal which is one of the four agreements we're going to talk about and so it's just that's i like to debate um in college i took a debate class i thought that was just so fun here because i was like oh my gosh i get to get up here and debate and if i and if i lost i was like i'm gonna get you next time <laughs> I bet you passed that class with flying colors. <laughs> right. And I did. I actually did. I loved it. And that, and then once I realized like all the work you had to put in as far as being a lawyer, and then because I was just, I'm not going to say dumb, but I, in college, I just did a lot of stuff and I got wrapped up in a guy early, had a child early. So my, my stuff shifted. I had to start feeding, <laughs> feeding the little one plus me and to stay in school so so stuff just shifted a little bit for me but that's okay because i love where i'm at right now mm-hmm. you know i think it made us a better person i think sometimes we we forget that our failures make us a better person right Absolutely. right <laughs> but when we talk about the four agreements i it's, it's four agreements that this book talks about it talks about pretty much speak like your word holding your word um not taking things personal uh don't make assumptions and also always do your best those are the four agreements that i got out of this book and i remember actually i read this book a long time ago and um i didn't really understand it i think a lot of people have heard a lot that's in this book but because where i was in my journey at the time i didn't realize that those four agreements can make you or break you it's it's really like that it's pretty much what you what you did, how you relate to those. And mm-hmm. so when we talk about those four agreements, what would you like to say and how would you like to talk about each one and how it pertains to you or let's go there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I actually am a big, big, big proponent of be impeccable with your word mm-hmm. and don't make assumptions. Like those two for me are the biggest uh, because they kind of play into the other two as well. Always do your best and uh, don't think, don't take these personally. Right. So the being impeccable with your word, that is first and foremost, the hardest. And it even says it in the book. It's the hardest one to actually hold true to. And the one that takes the most practice mm-hmm. because it really comes up in absolutely everything that you do. If you say to somebody, Hey, I'll be, at your house at 2 p.m. to pick you up for whatever reason, you know, that is you giving them a verbal agreement. You're telling them, I'm going to do this thing for you. They're going to 
depend on you. They're going to expect you to be that too. And so many people nowadays just kind of say, oh, it's two. I'm just going to come a little later. Or sometimes I might come a little early, like little, like five, 10 minutes understood because, you know, life, right? But also making that effort to hold true to your word, that is what the book is talking about. It's being impeccable, not just saying something, but actually following through with what it is that you're saying. You're building your integrity. So I try to live by that always. And if I truly, truly cannot do something, or if I'm not sure I can do something or really show up in some way, I make sure to voice it that way. Use my words to actually set myself up for success and set up my relationships for success. So something that, you know, because for yeah. me at first that was hard to do Kiara. Like because I'm I'm still in this people pleasing phase and it's going away slowly, but I'm still my friend used to say you just like the sugar coated or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm just I know my feelings get hurt. So mm-hmm. I'm always like trying to make sure I don't hurt the next person's feelings. But then I had to start being like, okay, Brittany, you're doing yourself a dissatisfaction and that person because then you're representing yourself a different way. Like you said, integrity. And then I I said, okay, so I'm going to start telling people how I really feel and how it really is. And it doesn't have to take, you don't have to take it personal. That's just what it is. And then so either you decide to deal with it or not. That's just where I'm at right now, you know? So I love that that integrity is a really big thing and how it plays into not taking stuff personal. Yes. Yes. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have the be impeccable with your word as the one thing that you're working on, it will play into all of the other agreements. Like, don't take things personally or don't make assumptions. Because Mm -hmm. if someone communicates to you and says something as simple as I love you, right? If I told you I love you, you could take that and turn it into whatever it is that you perceive it to be. But I'm just telling you, hey, Britt, I love you. Right. I have love for you. You are wonderful. All these wonderful things, right? I am telling you straight out how I feel. And then some people take that as, well, what do they mean by that? Like, they mean what they said. Um, so it's, it's this, it's, it's putting your word out there into the world exactly how you mean it. And then also making sure that you're using that word, whatever the words are, for love, for for building positivity. If you're constantly gossiping about others or speaking poorly about yourself, Mm -hmm. that is going to start pushing chemicals in your brain. So thank goodness for my new education. I'm starting (laughs) to learn so much about the brain chemistry and how things work. And oh, my goodness, does your brain believe what you say? I tell my that Kier. I'm glad you said that because when he gets, you know, like we, we've been moving and it's been a lot on him and he's fussing and all of this. And I'm like, baby, I know it's a lot, but if you kind of turn it around and think a different way, not saying that you're not going to be tired and all of this, but it just, it brings the, like you said, the everything, the chemicals in your brain, it starts to think like that. It right. starts to change the way you think about stuff. It's really true (laughs) so is you know what the craziest part about that is your brain does not understand the negative so if you say i am not dumb Mm -hmm. all your brain hears is i am dumb right (laughs) 
it's like, okay, so many people are conditioned to say what they don't want in life. Like, I don't want whatever it is. Condition yourself to say, I want, or I like, or I am X, Y, or Z in the positive. So that way your brain hears it and you can actually emulate exactly what it is that you're saying. And then to like tie in, again, first one is always my favorite, but to tie it into the last one of always do your best, your best is going to be different every day of the week, any moment of the day. It's just a matter of trying to keep that up. It's a practice, right? Right. It's always a practice. Everything we do is a practice. You're going to slip up. We're human, right? So, I mean, we, we each had life hit us in two separate moments in trying to schedule this day. So, (laughs) right. Like we can only do our best on that day. And yet here we are, we followed through, we we made it happen. We came through on our word. Right. Right. Are there, when you go through those different agreements, is there something that you struggle with more than the other one? The one I think I struggle with the most is it used to be don't make assumptions. I think I'm a lot better there, but right now I think it's don't take anything personally. Um, I am in a very new life, a new environment in New York, and um, I'm trying to make sure that I don't take things personally, but the culture on the East Coast versus the West Coast of the United States is very different, let alone (laughs) New York and San Diego, California. Very different. Are the people in New York rude? Yes and no. And okay. what I mean by that is they they are not necessarily nice about right. their delivery. However, they're going to give you a kind gesture. So, like, for instance, uh, my boyfriend likes to use the analogy of honking because everybody in New York likes to honk their horn while they drive, right? Right. But he says, he's like, well, whoever they're honking at is they're holding up traffic. They don't realize that there's three or four cars behind them. So a honk is a nice gesture to let them know, hey, get out of the way. You're holding up traffic. But it's a right. nice gesture. I'm like, that seems so strange to me, but okay. <laughs> so it's these little things that are are just different here within the same country, but different coasts. Just- I think for me, because... Um, I had to move here. I have no power, like my little recorder that I use. I can't find it. It's somewhere in here. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use my phone today and we're just going to make it work. And because my husband was like, just reschedule. So I'm not rescheduling with here no more. <laughs> like we are going to get this done. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's why I'm moving. Everything. Oh, that's fine. That's good lighting in there. You have a nice, nice, bright face going on. Yeah. <laughs> good, good move. Good move. Thank you. (laughs) But I was just saying, you know, as far as with the four agreements for me, I'm still in the, like you said, don't take anything personal. Um, Everybody's culture is different. That's why I was asking you how was New York. See, I'm from North Carolina. I'm a country girl. So down in the South, I speak to everybody. Hey, hey, hey. I'm still like that. Don't matter where I go. And when I started learning, I was like, well, why didn't you speak to me? Like, what's wrong with her? Like, and my husband had to tell me, baby, everybody don't speak to everybody. Like, he even gets on me, like, when I walk and stuff. Like, we we was in another neighborhood before this, and he was like, stop speaking to everybody. Like, you're always speaking to everybody. I was like, I'm going to speak. He was like, no, some people don't take it like that. They they might look at you, because you know how certain men are. 
You know, if you walk in and then they look at you crazy and you keep looking at me, I'm like, well, what else am I supposed to do but speak unless you look crazy? He was like, but see, they can still be crazy and you're speaking to them. <laughs> right, but that's an assumption, right? That's right. an assumption on how they're going to react. Right. And that's also right. an assumption on on their part if they so do assume mm-hmm. that you speaking to them means something. That's an mm-hmm. assumption, right? But like, right. That's, that's all something to take into consideration. That also brings up a really good point of not everyone has the same agreements, right? So even if we take on these four agreements and you and I and anybody watching this amazing podcast takes on these four agreements and they start to imprint it into their lives, we Mm -hmm. all still need to recognize that others around us do not have the same agreements necessarily. I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm still learning that. Um, Me and my sister-in-law, I had the biggest assumptions about her the biggest assumptions. And then when I sat in a room with her and it was probably like the best time and I've been knowing her for years, but we really don't know each other, you know? And I was like, well, what do you think of me? I just wanted to hear her thoughts. And what she said, she was like, you're sometimey. And I started laughing. I didn't take it personal, but I said, yeah, I am sometimey. I was like, I don't mean to be sometimey in, in a bad way. It's just kind of how, it's my, it's how I I guess like my feelings or anything I go through, I, I go to a shell. So like if I'm dealing with something, I'm not like one to talk to everybody about it. Of course, I'm talking to my husband. I'm sleeping with him, but I'm not talking to everybody because then you bring that energy into it. And then I want to sometimes deal with it on my own versus asking somebody what I should do. So sometimes I might be thinking crazy because I'm a Gemini. So one moment, <laughs> so you already know how we think. Like <laughs> we, we're a little crazy sometimes. Sometimes we might think like, well, I'm just gonna speak for me. <laughs> I watch your words. I watch your words. <laughs> no, no, we ain't crazy. You know what though? On like a small side tangent with the whole Gemini thing, people have such a bad negative view of Gemini's with the whole duality thing. I find power in my duality. I can be the the strong businesswoman who can have like super black and white lists, all the things, but I can also be the creative and and flowy artist type, right? Right. I can be the athlete, but I can also be the let's lounge around and do nothing, right? I I find power in the duality of of the Gemini vibe that we carry. I love that. We are a very powerful sign. They be hating on us, Kiara. We're just mad because we don't have our power. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as any limitations, when you think of limitations that hold you back, um, that you are still dealing with, are there any that you can share to the audience that you've grown from? Limitations that I've grown from? Yes, just from, and when I say that, I mean, because like something somebody told you when you were a child and you took on that, that role or that alter ego, even going back to alter ego, um, you took on that and you, you could have used that as a limitation because you thought what that person thought of you. Mm. Do you still deal with those type of things? If that makes sense? Yes. Okay. So I, I think I understand what you're, what you're asking. And, uh, my response is basically when I was younger, I learned that I needed to be the peacekeeper um or something of that nature you're right and in order to do that the biggest thing that i needed to suppress was my anger so as an adult i am still learning how to 
properly and in a healthy way express my anger. And I am still to this day learning the process. And I think you and I, when we were in our book club, discussed a little bit about inner child work. Yes. And it has been monumental in changing this for me, as well as a bunch of different books and, and podcasts that I'm happy to share with you so that way yes. you can include that in the notes or, or whatever you do with this podcast. Yes, please do. Um, but I'll just mention two really quickly. Mm-hmm. One is uh, David James... Was David James Lee's? He's with Wu Wei Wisdom. This okay. is, he has this like podcast thing, um, but also an entire website about how to reparent your inner child. So if you, I mean, you have children. I don't actually have children, but you have children. So imagine letting your kids stay up until like eleven or twelve every single night, and then all of a sudden it's like school time, and you want to kind of get them in a more regular routine, get them in bed by like eight or nine, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna throw a fit. They're going to be like, what? You let me stay up until crazy amounts of time in the night. What? Why do I have to do this now? I'm going to throw a fit. I'm going to whine and complain and give you a hard time. It's the same thing with reparenting our inner child. Right. So when you just kind of let things go as, as they're going to develop. So I learned to press my anger. Okay, so I'm going to do all of this th- stuff inside. And my child, my inner child has come to this conclusion that I have to do this unless I teach it otherwise, it's going to throw a fit as soon as I finally kick it into gear. So now that I'm trying to do that, internally, I'm feeling this like ah, kind of craziness. Right. But it's, again, like we talked about earlier, it's a practice. Everything is a practice and I have to stay consistent with it, be impeccable with my work and actually do the work as well as don't take it personally when my inner child is throwing a fit because I haven't been parenting myself well enough you know you make me cry because it's funny that you just led into that that's what i was trying to say i ramble so i was trying to say that and i was just like oh my gosh kiera just like i was trying to go into inner child because that's what i focus on <laughs> inner child Brittany is still healing um so i'm always bringing people on here that i know are either doing the work going through it can tell people that you can get through it because like you said, as far as with the kids, um, something that I'm trying to learn to do better with, with them is, okay, be patient with them. Um, let them be themselves. They're not Layla. Like my Layla's my oldest. So my other two are different, you know, and I have to let them be them, you know, but then I have to let Layla be Layla. And then I have my bonus baby. I have to let my bonus, but it's four chaps over here, Kier. Like, well, it's three in the house. But it's four total. <laughs> adult Kira is sending adult Brittany a hug. And a child Kira is sending inner child Brittany a hug. I am done. I make sure that and I'm so excited this year because all of my kids are in school and I'm just going to be home. I can work at home. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. I'm so ready for the morning time. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Is there anything else you can share, like, as far as with just dealing with your inner child or just uh, the four agreements or what else you would like to share with the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, um, if, if anyone's interested and if you have a way to share this with everyone, there is a, a podcast episode on the Tim Ferriss show where he talks with Dr. Richard Schwartz. And um, they kind of in the in the yeah. episode, 
they go through a kind of meditation where Dr. Schwartz mm -hmm. walks Tim through this meditation, but I did it as well. And I know plenty of other people in my, my circle that have done this, but you just kind of like pause it as you're going through and just listen to the guide and kind of do the process yourself. You get to know kind of where your inner child was hurt. Mm -hmm. And then you can talk to your inner child on what it is that they need from you, the adult, to, to kind of work through it. Right. And, and they guide you through it. So it's a really great episode um, that I'm happy to share with you. And if yes. you're interested in doing that meditation, I really recommend it. And then the last thing I'll share is um, as adults, those wounds that you're talking about um, that we experience as kids, they show up as adult, like in our adult lives as mm -hmm. attachment wounds. So when in our relationship relationships, if we've ever heard of like anxious attachment or avoidant attachment or some sort of combination of the two, those right. are of our inner child wound. And those actually impede on our attempts at living into the four agreements. So working in the four agreements area actually helps with our attachment wounds um, and doing the inner child work also helps with our attachment wounds. But learning what kind of attachment wounds we have and making sure that we can communicate to those, communicate those to our partners and just general relationships like friendships, family, etc., is super, super important. And then there's this book, it's called Hold Me Tight. I'll also send you a link to that so you can include it. it whether you're single or in a relationship, the book kind of triggers people that are in a relationship, but even if you're a single person, read this book. You'll learn so much about yourself and how to communicate it and in a healthy and, and proper way so that way you're not putting anything on your partner or anyone that you is in a relationship so they don't take it personal or make any assumptions about you. You're not making any assumptions about them. And then you both get to work on being impeccable with your word. It's it's so amazing. I love I love it. I love it's crazy that you talked about the attachments as well. I had um Dr. Omatala the Great on here yeah. talking about the attachments. She, I was just like, oh my gosh, Kiara is just flowing it together. So, so thank you. Like, <laughs> that's through so you, yeah, through you guys, I have just learned a lot, even just talking to you on the podcast, even more about you. Um, it's, it's great to see how everybody's doing amazing things. So I just appreciate you. And I, I'm still going to be following you. I'm still rooting for you. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited for what you're doing. You know, this is just the beginning. So I'm just going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at Kiera. Like, she is really doing it. Like, I Are you kidding? <laughs> when you get to, like, podcast episode 2,000-something and crazy numbers, I'm going to be like, I was on that. I, was, I know that. I know Brit. Like, what? And I was be like, you know her? <laughs> thank you for saying that makes me feel better like yeah thank you I felt like that I, when Shine came on I was like shitting bricks and I was like I don't know what to say <laughs> like I was like I don't you know I even talked to Megan about it because I wanted to get a little background story on him because I know she knows him and I was like is he a stuck up like he looks like he a little stuck up she was like um he just had to get that way he's, he's a good guy so we just laugh I just love you all I love the community oh um <laughs> I hope he watches this and I hope he hears that. I hope he does too. I even got on his shirt. Like, I'm like, I've got greatness in me. This is from Sean Croxton. So, yeah. <laughs> Former student. We, right. <laughs> but before I let you go, 
Um, yes. Definitely let us know, Kira, where we can find you at on social media. And I'm going to ask you five random questions. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook as Kira Farrell. And the spelling is very special, but I'm sure Brittany will write it for you. I am. I'm going to put everything in here, guys. Definitely follow her. She's amazing. She's a, you know, just a ray of light. And now that I know we are Geminis, it just makes sense why I click with you. We both crazy. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. But, uh, okay, so the five random questions, it's just anything. I just like to have fun at the end of the show. Sure. Um, what is something, what's the craziest thing you've done in college? Craziest thing I've done in college, as in, like, I'm going to go with this college time. Because okay. I don't even remember the old college time. That you want to uh, share. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Craziest thing I've done in college. Oh, you know what? When I was getting my bachelor's back in the day, um, we uh, I was on the rowing team, and a couple of the girls and I went to one of the basketball games, and, like, we did the whole, like, painting of our stomachs to, like, spell out go Aztecs because that was our, our – um, mascot <laughs> i want to say i remember like going to some party after and like all of us were still there this is crazy to me because i don't walk around without a shirt on like to me, <laughs> so i'm like i was just out there in a sports bra i'm like <sighs> okay so you got your comfort zone yeah <laughs> well you it. did it <laughs> and i'm sure you looked amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> What would you rather have a shot of tequila or a glass of wine? Tequila. Tequila. Okay. <laughs> have you ever had a threesome? No. Okay. And let's see. What is your bad kitchen habit? Bad kitchen habit? Mm-hmm. My bad kitchen habit? Oh dear. Or if you don't have one. Your boyfriend, your significant other, what is his bad kitchen habit that just I'm not throwing in the bus? Uh, you know what? I'll say, I'll just include it together. Okay. If I'm ever cooking with someone, I will I will clean more than I will cook. And it's <laughs> like, like I, when I cook, I'm like, I, I make something, I clean the stuff. I keep making stuff, I clean the stuff. So, like, I have a process. So, right. like, if with someone, I'm like, you're not following my process. No. <laughs> well, I have like just for me, I need a clean workspace, so I keep cleaning stuff, and then I end up not really cooking anything. So <laughs> you sound like, like me. I, I I'm not gonna say I hate cooking. I I, I don't care to cook. Um, mm. I can cook, but my husband cooks. Like he loves to cook. Like he'll go do. He finds recipes, and I'm like, yeah, do your thing. I'll clean up. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> What's his like favorite recipe to cook? Oh, he just did um like these these balls. I, I can't think of them because my head all over the place. But it was like a shrimp ball, and it had like um it had uh pasta not pasta it had shrimp in it, and it had spinach, cream cheese like that mix. It was really good. Like and it had, like the bread. It wasn't too much. So I'll take that recipe. Thank you. Yes, I will. I will send it your way. He he's really like he just likes to cook, so I'm just like let him do his thing. So yeah, awesome. so I'm grateful for that because I hate cooking. <laughs> if it was up to me, my kids would eat spaghetti. They already know. I don't want the spaghetti. Well, like that's just what I'm oh, gonna do. Gosh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and the last one is, what is something you 
Break first before you use. That I break first? Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that came to mind is asparagus. <laughs> That's egg. probably because I'm talking about food. <laughs> it's an egg. Huh? An egg. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I like to have fun at the end. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kiara. Thank you for coming on Truth Be Told. We are signing out, guys. This is episode number 37 with Kiara Farrell, Truth Be Told podcast. Yes. Thank you.